Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, more Gresham Fourier on WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. I saw the list of uh, celebrities that are in this NBA celebrity all-star game that uh, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp are apparently going to, I don't know, coach, manage, whatever in the world this would be. There were names there. I didn't. Uh, I, I probably didn't recognize seventy percent of them. Well, do you want to uh, real quickly? Hold on, real quickly. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let me just just, just for just for, you know. Uh, listen. Okay. Oh, are we gonna? Ooh, do you play know, game? Okay. Who Ooh. is? Uh, uh, you ready, Coop? Uh, uh, who is Micah Parsons? Why do you keep calling Terp Coop? Ah, damn it! I don't know why. They're, they're, you do this in your kids too. I do. I do. I threw something at him. I know. He threw. Huh? Oh, threw something at him. I know. So Go ahead. Threw, Hit him with a curveball. Yeah. Hit who's, him with a who is Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Who is Connor Daly? D- d- a person. Now, I don't know either. Nope. Just for the record, if I'm anybody, asking you a question. Anybody, I don't know. If anybody, uh, Billy, if you are Terp, no, please. This is Shannon Sharp's NBA All-Star Celebrity. This is his team, so we know who Micah Parsons okay, is easy. And then, who is actor? Well, we know he's, he's an, an actor. actor. Quincy Isaiah. Don't know. Okay. He's an actor. Uh, who is uh, Jewel Lloyd? Isn't she a singer, Jewel? <laughs> no, she, Jewel is a singer. No. But this is a WNBA player. Who is uh, Kai Sanat? I don't even know if I'm saying that Kai right. Kai Sanat? <laughs> it sounds like that. How about uh, this? Do you know who Dylan Wang is? Uh, hey, Wang. Uh, <laughs> that's all I think of is that Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, no, uh, okay, let me go to Stephen A's team. Let me go to Stephen A's team. Okay, maybe this will have a star-studded um, list of celebrities. Oh, like Jennifer Chris- Hudson. Oh, okay. Jennifer Hudson. You know who she's married to? Guy David Otunga. I think they're still together, or it might have been a baby daddy situation. Guy used to be in WWE. Okay. He got they got they got Jennifer Hudson to sing like America the Beautiful once at a WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Sidebar. Good info Insane. around that one. Good job. Uh you know who Meta World Peace is. Uh yeah, that would be the artist formerly known as Ron Artest. Yeah. How about uh Jack Ryan? I only know Mehoffer. I don't know okay. Ryan. AJ McLean. Come on, Billy. He's a Backstreet Boy. He is a is Backstreet he? Boy, yeah. Okay. What, AJ. No. He was the thin one with, like, the mustache. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Parachute pants. I know who you know this guy is. CJ Stroud. Uh, He is, oh, by the way, according to a statement from the NFL, the NFL's uh, Rookie of the Year. All right. How about um, Kwame Owachi? Oh no, on Wuachi. Can you try that? What can you? Kwame, uh, please use it. Kwame, in a, please use it in a sentence. Kwame on Wuachi likes to cook. Uh, I'm assuming he is an actor. I don't he, know. No, he's a chef. He's was, a chef. Uh, he's a chef. I don't know. I've never heard of him before. I have no idea. How about what uh, a guy Fietti? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> like, what? do we? I mean, we. Here's the thing, and then there's a couple other slaps, but whatever. Here's the thing. 
Is this, are they, they need to remove one word from the description of this event. And that would be? Celebrity. Oh, okay. Please remove that because nobody knows who any of these people are. We don't know. Do you think the average person know. knows? I guarantee if you ask your kids who these people are, they know. Okay, hold on. there's a... We're, we're just, older, we're stubborn, no, we don't know who these celebrities no, are. I, I hold on. No. We refuse I, to believe that today's celebrities are celebrities. I just got a text message from Carson Tager from upstairs at Mix 104.1, Carson and Kennedy. They're on every morning, do a fantastic job, good people, all that stuff. Carson just wrote me this for you, and Billy. All these names that you don't know from the NBA All-Star Game, I promise you, your sons will know. They're catering to young people, and I love it. A lot of YouTube and social media stars are celebrities now. Uh, and that's it. That's just it's. I'm like, it's, don't you know? It's, it's our stubbornness that we refuse to accept that what a celebrity is today. I have a, I have a 22, or soon to be 22, and a 19-year-old. I would bet Carson, I would literally drive those kids up here to ask them in front of Carson a batch of these names because I bet you my kids know a couple, but I am i don't know. Terp, you're in the Youngs. How I'm, many of those people did you recognize? I just turned 22, and I don't know any of them. Wow. Do you know who um, maybe Carson, Lily Singh is? She's nope. an. I thought Lily Singh was either an actor or a singer. YouTuber. Everything's got some sort of YouTube streamer like... Like that uh, streamer and YouTuber Kai Sanat. Who gets Stephen A. up to speed on who these people are? Um, he has to call Carson. Uh, why are they mer- Why are they merging the WNBA players with the NBA players? Why Why is that a thing? And I know the NBA actually owns and you know, controls the WNBA, but why are we uh, because, crossing the streams? Because in some ways, the NBA All-Star Weekend has become more about the promoting the WNBA because that's where the bigger pot of money is in the minds Aren't of... you throwing good money at bad money? Isn't that... that was that the saying? No, uh, yeah, throwing good money after yeah, bad. I feel like that's... Uh, no, w- I mean, I feel like the WNBA has become profitable because really? the NBA has kind of... Well, I mean, think about it. You're, it's less games. Uh, in some instances, you are playing in big NBA arenas, uh, but some of them you aren't, or it's maybe limited capacity or whatever. Um, you're not, you know, I know, I, I think they had to fight. Uh, the WNBA players, I do believe, had to fight after Brittany Griner kind of got accosted in an airport for them to fly charter. So they were like getting on, you know, Delta 3155 from Phoenix to Cleveland or whatever. And here's the, uh, you know, Phoenix or Lynx or whatever in the world they yeah, are. Yeah, but so did the NBA players back before they had charter flights. They used to fly commercial. They no, used to but, hang out in the, the airport with the regular people of the world because yeah, they I didn't think, have money. And I think they stopped that around the 90s or whatever. The but 90s. For, think about that. No. I mean, and some team, I'm sure there was somebody who was leading the way. Uh, but I mean, but when you think about professional athlete air travel and all that kind of stuff, you're, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be at the gate D 11 and there's Jason Tatum standing there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, no, but you might see Diana Tarazi, which if it's in Hartford, Connecticut, there's a, there's a ton of people around her, you know, but anyway, I don't know who I guess that's it, are. Billy. I guess I guess that is I'm just that I usually no, we just have to accept the fact that what celebrities are today on what we believe to be celebrities. Apparently this Kyson guy or whatever caught uh, get off our lawn guys. Well, it's the uh caused a riot in New York City because he's giving away video games. I think the cops might have busted him or something like Wait, that. Wait, who is that again? I don't know. 
the Kai guy, maybe. How 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 are you titled a? This is Stephen A. Smith, uh, one of the guys on his team. Basketball entertainer. What well, is you he? Can't, you can't talk about it like Stephen A. Smith picked the team. No, no, oh, I'm, yeah, saying, well, this, I'm saying they're, they're, I'm differentiating what between, is between bas- the two. What, what I, is a basketball entertainer? His know. name is Jack Ryan. Now, not the Jack no, Ryan from the old. On, unless he's on a unicycle flipping bowls on his head. Why don't they that's, get that lady? Damn it. I'm that's just her. A red panda. A red joke panda. Too. That's the definition of NBA entertainment. Here's what I know. When you type in Jack Ryan, yeah. do you know what pops up? Yeah. The guy all, from The Office. Yeah, all yeah, that's John exactly Krasinski. right. Yeah, because he, he played Jack Ryan in the, it was like a Netflix special. Yeah. So this guy is so allegedly young, famous, that we type him into the Google machine, and the first thing that pops up is Jack Ryan, the TV series, and, and John Krasinski, the actor for having played him. So these people are so... What do I have to go to? Young Google? Here it is. Do I have to go to Young YouTube or something Google like Jr. that? Yeah, Google Jr. There we go. Good good call, Billy. Uh, Jack Ryan, a.k.a. Uh, quote, Black Jack, has earned world recognition for his talent on the basketball court. He's referred to as a streetball legend by national networks and publications such as Slam Magazine, ESPN, so, New York Times, and MTV. So our version of an and one guy. Yeah. yeah. What we remember as and one is whatever this guy is now. Do you, do you remember uh, Jason Williams' white chocolate? Yeah, 55 for the Kings. That's what this guy kind of sounds like. Well, except that guy could play in the NBA and had skills. This guy is, you know, some, you know, trick shot ham and egger or whatever. And listen, he's probably making a bunch of money on YouTube putting videos I out, just but. went to his uh, Twitter, his Instagram page, yeah. and he's only got 7,841 oh, followers. Oh, but I bet you he's got like, that you know, 7 million a YouTubers on YouTube. Uh, I didn't go to YouTube. I am just going to study. I'm just going to post a photo for YouTube, full frontal, and let's see how many clicks it gets. Of you? Yeah, why not? What the hell? <laughs> Seriously, if that's all it takes. All right, let's do it. Hey, let's, I'm gonna, do, it. let's hey, do it live on Twitch. Hey, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a firecracker in my hind end and run around in the parking lot and hope I don't take off and fly away. Video me and we'll get some clicks. I guess I mean again. That's the and thank you. Just all about interactions. Yeah. Well, thank you to Carson Tager for jumping in. I just texted him and said, "Hey, I love you for uh, jumping in on this." But you're right, Billy. Billy, I think you might have invented something. Google Junior. They don't have Google Junior. They have YouTube Junior. I think it's Google Junior considered Google Junior when your safe search is on. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got. I go to one. I need to turn that thing on. Nah, you know you need. You need one of those VPN deals. What you need, brother. Hide that thing. Get your blurred photos out of my face. Well, and the other <laughs> thing, too, is that if you get one of those, like... I know what I'm about. What am I looking for? Let's if, see it. If you get, like, one of those, uh, like, VPN blockers or whatever, like, you can watch programming that is on Netflix from, like, I don't know, Singapore or whatever, or China or something like that. Like, what was that old thing they used that? Was it Periscope? Was Periscope the live feed one? Yes. Because like, that's how I watched uh, Mayweather McGregor. Oh, yeah. Somebody, like, holding their was, phone was, up yeah, at they the had event. Their, they had their... Uh, TV, uh, their, their phone like mounted behind the couch. God rest Periscope. That was something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a hot minute. Stuff, that, was, that was a hot minute. Hopefully the person who invented it got out 30 seconds before the minute was up. Oh, man. All right, so Super Bowl. Yeah. Are you still Kansas City? Absolutely. I'm San Francisco, so this is perfect. Where do you come down on the game? If you want to get in right now, it's 617 don't forget, you can watch us on Twitch, and you should. Why wouldn't you want to watch us do the show? Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI, or you can uh, just go to YouTube, type in WEEI, and the live stream is right there. 
Here you go. Highest attendance for a WNBA game was less than 21,000. The attendance per game is 9,551. Lowest was 3,006. The 774 says doesn't sound profitable. Eh, your average attendance is almost 10,000 for women's basketball. You're making bucks. You're making, you're not getting rich. Like it's not hundreds of millions of dollars, but I don't think you're running in the red. There might be a team or two who would. Plus, they got all the corporate sponsorship and everything. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham for you on WEEI. WEEI's coverage of the football postseason brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Is your uh, analysis of why you're going with Kansas City begin and end with, well, it's Patrick Mahomes? Well, I mean, technically, yeah. Okay. Technically, yeah. Where else um, do you think Kansas City has an advantage? This is the first time you and I have actually talked about this game. I know we got props that we want to go through, and we have Razor tomorrow. We have Lou with us tomorrow. We'll do a lot of Super Bowl tomorrow, but... First time you and I have had a chance to dig in on this. Brian Baldinger said the best of the units on the field is the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, and it's a, it's which a, I'm sure that caused people to keel over and be like, "Oh my God, how can you say that, Patrick Mahomes?" Yeah, you know? and, I, but and, I, and we really said that true. we said that earlier in the week. I said, "How are they an underdog?" You still got Patrick Mahomes. It is what it is. There's not a lot of flash on their offense other than Travis Kelsey. They got a bunch of role players. Pacheco is a nice, good, tough running running back. Uh, Joe Tooney is not even going to play. They're all pro left left guard. He's not even going to play in the game. But on the defensive side of the ball, you think about what they were able to do. They took the Miami Dolphins, and they uh, and they held them to their, their second worst game as far as points. Took that offense, that high-scoring offense, and shut them down. Then they did the same thing, similar thing, to the Buffalo Bills. So that alone should give them some street cred. Like they they're capable of taking down a hype and they're they're not they're not getting any respect. They're not getting any respect. And I would say Steve Spagnola, I mean, honest to God, the dude has got a a job for life based on the job that he's doing because he's basically a head coach running a defense. Yeah, and it's he he's been a failed head coach, so it feels like he's gonna be one of those high end coordinator guys who you know, only go through life maybe winning some Super Bowls and making about $40 million. Boo-hoo to him. Yeah. But you're and right. I didn't even mention the Ravens. You know, so they had those three games. They had the Dolphins they played at home. Then you had the Buffalo Bills they played on the road. And they went on the road again and took that that rushing attack of the Baltimore Ravens and held them to 81 yards. So, to me, if you're talking about picking up nuggets and, you know, bragging points, like, that's it. Their, their track is pretty significant based on – like the confidence that they acquired heading to the Super Bowl. Now, here's the ultimate test. Uh-huh. You have one of the best running backs, and they're going to feature him. They're going to move him around. They have one of the best tight ends. They got an all-pro left tackle. They run the ball. Hey, their fullback, who's really a hybrid, he's really an H-back. He's not even a fullback, and he's not a Y. He's what you would call an H-back. 
I mean, is making plays too. They got one of the best wide receivers, and their defense, if they decide to show up, they should be able to stop us. They had a good chance. So I think with that and the Mahomes effect, I think you just can't ignore it. I think there are a couple of things that Kansas City is going to have to contend with. Number one, can they have another defensive lineman that can step up and be at least at times as impactful as Chris Jones? I think San Francisco is among the rare teams who in the interior center and the guards have the ability to either handle or at least find a way to double team and deal with Chris Jones. How aggressive will Spagnuolo be in moving him around? That'd be kind of one of those uh, keys to the game type things, right? But I do think you can move the ball on Kansas City. And this is where I think the play calling of Kyle Shanahan and the pre-snap stuff really comes into play. At least for me, Christian. How much... Can you get some of those, you know, uh, corners for Kansas City to pay attention to the window dressing, the deep motions, return motions, stuff like that? I think Kyle Shanahan has got to be really aggressive early on, trying to establish the run, but also got to dress it up a little bit because you dress it up early with motions and shifts and stuff. That could end up, there's your indicators for Purdy, make it easier on him, but it's also the indicator to the coaches, here's what we're going to get when we do this, X, Y, or Z, and then you kind of let Shanahan go from there. I don't know who the better play caller is in this game, Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan, because they're similar but different. Like, Andy Reid knows Mahomes might bail me out once in a while. Whereas maybe the play calling doesn't have to be perfect all the time because you got a guy that can bail you out. Whereas with San Francisco, there's a lot more pressure on Shanahan with what he has and how he's trying to manage Brock Purdy. I'm glad you brought that up because I started thinking about Shanahan the other day and I'm like, you know, you you think about uh, quarterbacks, players who go to the Super Bowl uh, often and they lose for one reason or another, right? They just can't quite get over it. And they're kind of held accountable for that failure for the rest of their career. Shanahan is right there with them. When you think about the Super Bowls that Shanahan went to as a coach, mm-hmm. you go back to the Falcons when he's the offensive coordinator and he's up 28 to three and he doesn't run the football. He decides to keep throwing it. And it just, he just completely mismanages this, I would say, the last quarter and a half of that game. And he really, there was no possible way the Patriots should have came back in that game. I would say a big part of that is because of the plays that he was calling. Becomes a head coach, goes to another Super Bowl. Basically blames it on Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy didn't make one yeah. throw, Jimmy so didn't make the one play. Apart. And so, so here he goes again, the third time he's going to the Super Bowl. Seems like he has everything that he wants, right? Because he was jonesing for a guy like Purdy. Yep. A guy that would run his system have faith in the plays that he would call, and he would just have the, have a set and have the guts to do it, right? And then when he can, you know, escape and make plays like he did against the Lions at the end of that game. Made an unbelievable scramble play to help them win. So there really are no excuses for Shanahan. No, this is arguably a bigger game in terms of legacy. It's a bigger game for Kyle Shanahan than maybe it even is for Patrick Mahomes. Because now Shanahan, you're right, he's getting the stink on him of the, oh, he can get you close, but he can't, can't get win there. It. Yep. And they that, put a good roster together. They just can't beat any they can't beat anybody. Well, and the way that that, that management team, because I include um 
uh, I include uh, John Lynch in this as well. The way they manage the quarterback situation has been bizarre. I mean, they lit three first-round picks on fire to get a guy who can't play. They've then turned to Mr. Irrelevant. They thought they could do it with Sam Darnold a little bit as well. But even going all the way back to Garoppolo, like, it's really funny how Jimmy Garoppolo gets kind of painted with this stigma of, oh, well, he's really not that good. And I get it. There are some ups and downs with him. But, like, the one thing we found out about Garoppolo here is that the guy's a gamer. Like, you know, practice, I don't know how he is. But come game time, that guy gives you a little something. And I thought they had I thought they had something sustainable there with Garoppolo. And nope, it was, nope, he made the big mistake and we're just going to blame it all on him. Now that's why it's all shifted to Shanahan now. There is no more Jimmy Garoppolo or vendor-invested quarterback. It's the no, you made this choice. You put Purdy in there. Now you got to try to win a Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant, and I think he can. I do. I just think the Niners are a better overall team, and there's kind of an X factor with San Francisco that I don't think there is with Kansas City. What is the X factor that there isn't with uh, well, Kansas City? With like, what would that no, be? With Kansas City, you uh, even if they put Kadarius Tony in there, right, and say they got his crazy ass in the lineup. You know Kadarius Tony is only going to play to a certain level, okay? There are two superstars on on the Chiefs, and it's a quarterback at tight end, and they played an all-world level. But, Christian, let me ask you, what would be a ceiling for Christian McCaffrey? In this game? What would be, and here's the X factor, is that after Mahomes and Kelsey, who are pretty good, there's no one else who could flash like a superstar, in my opinion. And I'm talking about, like, dominate the game. The Niners have three guys you can choose from who could do that. It's a matter of which one does it. Is it Kittle? Is it CMC? Or it's where we forget about Debo Samuel. Everybody here a couple years ago was doing the no-pants dance on, oh, Debo could be free and da-da-da and stuff. I'm not the biggest Debo guy, but here's what I do know, Christian. He could have 175 yards and two touchdowns in him. And Mahomes has to throw somebody to that on the other side. Whereas with Debo, you you fall asleep, he'll bust you for 70 on a reverse for a tutty. That's where I think the difference is, is that San Francisco has guys, even Chase Young, could he have the game of his life, number three overall pick at one point in time. San Francisco, to me, have guys who can play up with a ceiling, and if they do, that's something the Kansas City can't match. I, I cannot for the life of me, ignore the Brady slash Mahomes factor. Mm -hmm. I cannot ignore it at all. It is real. And here's the thing. I, I wish there was a line. I wish there was some sort of, um, like, prop for kooky plays. You mean, like, trick plays or No, no, weird, no. Um, like, laterals or... The, the, the Detroit Lions are in perfect position to get an interception. The defensive back turns, his, turns you know, midair, Tries to catch the ball, hits off his face mask. IU catches it, falls to the ground. That's a kooky play. Mm -hmm. That's a play that shouldn't happen. That's a play that should be dead in the water, but it gave them life. Those are kooky plays. Like, I wish there was a line because there's always something like that that kind of, I don't know, it just, it just happens and you can't account for it. You can't prepare for it. You just have to be ready to adjust to it. Because I would say that play alone, that should have ended the game for the Lions. 
intercept the ball. The ball went through his hands, hit the dude right in the face mask. Ayuk just keeps running. He runs right into the ball. The last play of the game for the Chiefs yeah. turns around. You would think that that ball would have hit him in the face mask, but it doesn't. He he holds on to it, and he doesn't lose it when he hits the ground. I mean, I, it just, it's just kooky plays. Kooky plays. The Patriots have had been a part of a ton of them. Mm. A ton of them. Like, you know, the whole. But David Pagan knocked down Buffalo. It just. One of your years. All of them. So, um, I'm not ignoring that. The fact that the Chiefs have a. I don't say. I want to say people are sleeping. I know that 49ers aren't sleeping on their defense. Well, with the Chiefs, it's really focused on on two guys, and that's it. Even Chris Jones this week, who is an all world player, is getting no love. And that's my point. And they, you're you're playing. They're playing right into it. You're you're calling them underdogs, and it's a slight, but it doesn't matter. Like I think I saw something with the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I should have looked it up because um, uh, the San Francisco 49ers were basically uh, claiming to be underdogs the entire year. When, in fact, they took a page from the Patriots playbook. Oh, the Rodney Harrison? Yeah, they took a page from the Patriots playbook, and they uh, were basically favored in, I think, 90% of the games that they played in. Something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yet, they talked about being underdogs all year long, where they have all the most, the most talent, great defense, young coach, great, great you, know, uh, you know, a good, you know, exciting coach. Yep. MVP candidate, and yet here they are singing the whole, hey, we're underdogs. It's amazing. Yet the Chiefs get to use it, like, for real, for real. Uh, Speaking of the underdog element of this, so here are the uh, latest betting splits as of 6.30 a.m. this morning. The line has gone from two and a half to now to two. Uh, So it's now San Francisco minus two. Uh, San Francisco... Little bit of remember we were talking about the handle and the bet splits. So uh as of a couple days ago, it was San Francisco minus two and a half. The handles, so that's the money. So it's thirty-six percent of the money on thirty-seven percent of the bets. Now it's thirty-seven percent of the money on thirty-four percent of the bets, and it's starting to kind of uh, you know, shift at least a little bit. Uh the total has gone from forty-eight to forty-seven and a half. But Christian, here's the here's the one that stands out. In for some people, they are taking the plus two with Kansas City, which they should. But seventy eight percent of the bets for sixty six percent of the handles on the money line. Now these are the DraftKings splits, where you just got Kansas City plus a hundred. So it is interesting how people are kind of viewing Kansas City uh, in the betting market. And I don't know if this gets down to one and a half or not. It's starting to move a little bit today. Let's kind of see what happens because there will be a couple of whales that I'm sure will jump in late that will ultimately try to shake up the market. Here's the thing. Regardless of Fourier and I being on other sides and stuff like that, this is a fascinating Super Bowl for that reason. Because while I think a lot of people nationally are making it about Mahomes and legacy, at what point do those San Francisco guys go, I'm so mad and I can't take it no more? And they're like, no, this is our game. I don't care who we're playing. Like, we've been here before, too. We have unfinished business. I mean, the, the Chiefs have at least put a ring or two on their finger. San Francisco has been the bride left at the altar a couple of times now. So at what point does Kittle and Debo and those guys go, damn it, we need one, too? 
And that's a big, the San Francisco narrative on it. I'm glad we got into the Shanahan piece of it. And he made a great point going all the way back to the Super Bowl. That guy's got demons exercise too. Braden's in Springfield aggression for you. Hi, Braden. Hey, how you doing, man? What's up? Uh, I just, what you were talking about earlier, I really think that um, Kansas City does have more than two superstars. You touched on a little bit. You know, Chris Jones on the defensive side of the ball, you know, he can wreck a game. And then you got another guy, Legereus Sneed. I think Sneed is really underrated. Um, you know, you look at that game last week, he, other than the big touchdown, he locked up Zay Flowers. Um, and I think that's why a lot of sharp money is on the, that Chiefs money line, like you were talking about. But, uh, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, listen, I mean, yeah, and, and Braden, you missed the essence of what I was talking about. And the, I, cause I'm a big Chris Jones guy, even saying last week, I'd give 30 million to Chris Jones per year before I'd give it to a wide receiver. But that said, it's about the way San Francisco can attack on offense. And if Brock Purdy just doesn't pee himself, there are more guys on that side of the ball that can bail him out and bail San Francisco out than there are with Kansas City. A lot of it, if not all of it, is really on Mahomes. But Kansas City will give it up to a tight end every once in a while. They will give it up to a wide receiver. Listen, if we look at Debo as a superstar type guy, then there's and someone in the Twitch chat threw in Brandon Ayuk. That's a good, solid player where if you get 65 yards out of the guy and your other people play up, you can take it. And the overall point was is that you have people on San Francisco – that can still dominate and steal the game who aren't counted on to do it the way Travis Kelsey does. If Kelsey rolls an ankle in this game, aren't we at the Super Bowl like when, or what was that, Indianapolis when Gronk? It was against the Giants. Gronk's trying to be out there with a bum ankle hobbling around, and everybody knew he was dinged up. Now, listen, anybody can get hurt, and you understand it. But the point is, is that if George Kittle goes down, San Francisco can still function. If Kelsey goes down... I don't know how Kansas City functions at the level they need to to win a game like this. But it's fascinating, man, because San Francisco has as much skin in this game as KC from a legacy standpoint. I mean, think about it. Those those crop of guys that we talked about, imagine you know, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Those guys got there a bunch of time, and they're remembered more like the Buffalo Bills of the <clears throat> 90s. See, this thing with Trish, Christian McCaffrey, and then I'll bail on this topic, is that for me, when I look at that, I don't know if there's going to be any middle area for him. To me, it's either they shut him down, they, they, the Chiefs use all their resources to shut him down, right? Like, this guy not, can't have, you know, 100 yards receiving, 100 yards rushing. Like, this, we got to take him out of the game. Kind of like, you know, you know what the Patriots did to, to, uh, to Marshall Falk all those years ago. Hit him, smack him, make him uncomfortable, let him know you're going to hit him. He's a tough runner. He's a tough competitor overall. He's a great player. But that point, if if he if he ends up having a day, he's your MVP. And if and if they end up losing, it's because he couldn't get off, he couldn't get free. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> maybe after the game. all I can think of is <laughs> smack it up, flip it, rub flip it down, him upside down. No, no. Uh, do you think you can spot a liar? Big deal, no big deal is next. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. You got anything to say for yourself? We didn't think it was that big a deal. No big deal. It's a big deal. Big deal. Nothing's a big deal. No big deal. No big deal. I don't know how to put this, but... 
kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal in New England right now. No big deal. You know what? Actually, I feel like this is no big deal. Not a big deal. Huh? Big deal. Who cares? Can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't right. deal with it. This is a huge deal. 20 years ago, would that have been a big deal? All righty, big deal, no big deal. All right, so um, can you spot a liar? You think you can spot a liar? Oh, yeah. Okay, really? Yep. Okay, so let's put that to the test real quick. Okay. Tell me if this is a big deal or no big deal. We got All two right. topics today. Okay. Uh, so Live Golf uh, released their, uh, had like a media guide uh, 2024 Live Golf uh, media guide survey, right? Player survey, where they do what you always see in these media guides, uh, you know, uh, greatest influence on your golfing career. This was, uh, you know, this is Phil Mickelson we're talking about oh here. Oh, boy. Okay. And so for Phil, his greatest influence was his dad. Uh, golfer you most admire, uh, Steve, uh, style and flair. Uh, number of holes in one, he says 47. So Phil Mickelson, Mickelson is uh, claiming that he has shot over his career 47 holes in one. Big deal, no big deal. 47. I'm now, gonna, oh, hold on. For, hold, let me give you a reference. Hold on. Yeah. For comparison, okay. just before you answer. Sure. Tiger and his illustrious career is stuck at 20. Uh, how about this? How about uh, who's the other guy? Um, Jack Nicholson. I had I had him here somewhere. I got I, I to gotta tell you, this is no big deal because you know what? I buy it with that guy. Think of Phil Mickelson, first of all. Played golf forever. Arizona State, all that. Now, Tiger was cut off in terms of being a real factor. I know he won a Masters after he came back. But all this time while Tiger's been junk or hurt or whatever, Phil's been out there mixing it up with the Saudis and people like that. Uh, and I think he does tell a tall tale, but I'm gonna, I don't know. So the guy with a good short game is that firing it in from, you know, 125 yards. I can see it. Okay, well, the, the reality is, is that um, – not all of them were in tournament play. Yeah, that's obviously. the thing. Yeah, okay. it's so like the... that's so that so I can understand sure. maybe. And this is the crazy thing. So a lot of people kind of believe the same way you did that. Yeah. You know, he's kind of because his nickname is Big Fish, right? Because every time he goes out, oh, it's yeah. Big Fish, right? And he's so a golf, golf magazine actually put him through a lie detector test. <laughs> they did. They actually, but this was before Stop this. It. No, no, this is true. Back in uh, 2020, that he passed. Well, it's not a lie if you believe it. Well, true. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe he could still be hoodwinking all of us. I, I thought that was I thought that was nuts because forty seven seems like a lot. I can say I've never even come close to hitting a hole a hole in one. I don't play golf at all anymore. But there was a time and early on in my career was I was golfing all the time, and I never even came close. What about you? Uh, no, I thought I had one and, uh, we had the, and our reaction of the foursome was, holy crap, it went in. It was like eight feet away. It was now, a total oh, so you, so, oh, so you, so the hole so, was what, yeah, lower yeah. than the tee box? It was one of those deals where, yeah, the elevation ended up, uh, playing a factor in it where we couldn't quite see over the shelf. And so we thought it went in. We we're like, oh my God, that went in. We ran up there. Do yeah, they still yeah, have yeah. the rule? Is this like an unwritten baseball rule where if you do get a hole in one, you have to still buy drinks and food for everybody once you get to the clubhouse? Is that still a thing? Have you ever heard that? Oh yeah, I it's definitely, a, I definitely think it's a thing for people. Why? Why are for you people, getting for people who care about that kind of stuff? Well, if I get a hole in one, you know what I'm buying? Nothing at the end of the say, round. My ass is going home. Who invented that rule, anyways? Where the, the guy that golfers. the guy that accomplished the unbelievable feat has to pay everybody for 
kind of being a part of it. Like, hey, I want something. You get the benefit just as much as I do. I'll tell you what. My kid was caddying at Rhode Island Country Club over the, it was either this summer or last summer. Guy jars one and turned around and handed him a $100 bill. Like the caddy. It was like, you're good luck. Turn around, boom, laid it on him like right there. See, here's here's the thing though. If you're gonna, the real way they should do this is like if you want to be part of this like pool, like a, it's almost like a lottery. So before you play golf, everybody, if you want to be part of this, you put ten bucks into the pot, right? And then if you get a hole in one, whoever gets the hole in one gets all the money. Now this may go on for two years. Maybe there's three thousand bucks in that pot, but every golf club should have some sort of version of this, and then that money pays for all the drinks. Interesting. Uh, I would say you like that. I would say it depends on where you play consistently. At a well, public, it doesn't matter. At a public course or a muni, that would definitely work. But I can tell you this: a high-end country club, those people don't want to give up their money to begin with. They're not going to put anything in essentially hole-in-one escrow for it to be busted out later on, in my opinion. And hanging around, see again, I only get invited to the club every once in a while. I'm not a full-time <laughs> member, nor yeah. would I ever be invited. You're like the caddies from Caddyshack that get the pool for an hour. I'm the guy <laughs> who will pull up and dump my clubs and say, yeah, play with Mr. Hall. And then they'll come <laughs> over and talk to us for 20 minutes and then get yelled at that we got to tee off. <laughs> All right, so Tony Pollard, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, was on the Pat McAfee show. And I want you to listen to the question uh, because it's interesting how, because, you know, we, we like to think that, you know, the young athletes pay attention to everything. They know what's going on with their team, what's mm-hmm. going on on social media. They know all the cool songs, all the superstars that are playing in the NBA Celebrity All-Star like game. Like Carson Tager. Yeah, and I would be amazed that Tony Pollard actually completely unplugged once this season was over. I know uh, your guys' defensive coordinator obviously got the head coaching gig in Washington. I think you guys are still going through the process, right, of figuring out who that D.C. might be. When you got when you face that defense, you guys have stars everywhere you look. What do you think? What do you look for them for next year, and who do you think they might bring in? Um, You know, it's crazy. <laughs> See, I hadn't been on social media. Like, <laughs> I, kinda, I got rid of Ooh. Instagram, like, midway through the season. How come? How come? Too much people being negative? I mean, being a, a cowboy, you just have to find ways to keep your mental on point, you know? Yeah, keep the noise out. Yeah. Did you just find out you lost your defensive coordinator? I just found out right now. Well, there you go, Gresh. Big deal, no big deal. Tony Pollard, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, did not know that the defensive coordinator for his team left and is now the head coach of another that team. That is a massive deal. <laughs> how in the world can you be that unaware? I know he's an offensive player, but good Lord. <laughs> how in the world? Nobody they, text him? But how do you avoid the NFL just news cycle? It's everywhere, whether it's ESPN or on the radio or, you know, Twitter or online. Like, even when you go to Google, right? No, they have all those stories underneath, like with the search bar of the... Your hey, email the will have like a day. little... It'll say the top story of the day. You won't be... Yeah. Able, and you'll be able to click it. It won't be an email, but they'll somehow try to lead you to their trending page. I'm... Uh, yeah, I think this is a big deal. That is unbelievable I almost, lack of awareness. I almost don't believe him. I want to put him on a lie detector test, but when you hear him answer it, it doesn't sound like he's making it up. That sounded real genuine. Because even if... I, I know Tony Pollard has friends on the defense. Yeah. And it's not like the season ended and they just completely unplugged, went to a you know a, a remote island somewhere where he doesn't get any information. Nobody texted him and said, "Man, do you, do you hear what happened with Dan Quinn? Holy cow, man! They're starting to poach all our coaches." Nobody sends him any message whatsoever. 
You don't need like, mm. your 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 dad, your friends, your 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 yeah, I know your girlfriend. Oh man, look, you, you know your <laughs> nobody knows. Imagine if Tony Pollard sat down and was like, "Wait, what? Bill Be- Belichick's our coach? Who? We what? have a new coach now? Wait, what? He's what our defensive corner, Bill Belichick. Who? How about Rex Ryan uh, uh, interview yeah. for that uh, that defensive coordinator job for the Cowboys? By Don't the way. give up, ESPN Rex. Don't they can't do it. Re- there's the thing; they can't resist the temptation to get back into the middle of it. That's where the action is. He feels like Rex Ryan does. He's on the outside. He doesn't want it. He like he's on the outside because he has no choice. He wants to be back in the middle of it, doing radio interviews, talking about the next team. That's a Rex Ryan. Like, he's jonesy to get back. And to be in Dallas, the center of the universe? Come on. But if he's, How much fun would that be? But if that guy goes there and he thinks that Belichick could be coming in next year, does he oh, be he'd like, be gone. Well, I know, but that's the thing. So does he take the job anyway? Because it gets out of line at ESPN. Yeah, but he And then they hire he, Bill. Huh. Well, don't you think a guy, if a guy like Rex Ryan, like to your point, gets out of line, that spot is taken, and the next guy that replaced him is pretty good? He'd get lined someplace else. You know who? You know who could get that job and do pretty Where? well. Which one? The Cowboys the, or the, uh, if uh, if Rex leaves ESPN to go to the Cowboys? Vrabel put Vrabel with Brewski in there and that group. That's too many, too many Patriots. Though. Yeah, but it's That's the but problem. It's, but it's too many Patriot players. But it's a former head coach who also coached in college football as well. That's the thing. Like he, could, and not that I think he would want to do the whole college thing, but. We talk about Bill going to TV. Why wouldn't he? He, Vrabel? Can't, he can't find a spot on TV. Yeah, Vrabel somewhere too. Or maybe he's just maybe he feels like he's beneath it. He doesn't want to chase it. Hey, maybe Boston College is down to two, and one is Bill O'Brien. Maybe the other one's Mike Vrabel. I say no, but still mm, better interesting. Than, better than Paul Crist or Crispy Crisp or Coco <laughs> Crisp, Crisp or whatever. Crisp. That's another guy. Yeah, there you I'd go. like to see him coach the Crispy the BC Crisp Eagles. Or, oh, uh, Coco Crisp yeah. or Crispy like, Crisp. Well, Crispy was high school I went to. <laughs> oh, well, that's a big deal. No big deal. There you go, folks. Um, the Celtics are in action tonight. Oh, no, sorry. The Celtics were in action last night. Trade deadline is 3 o'clock. Bruins are in it tonight. Do we have any news from Foxborough? All that next. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.